Anybody Giants fans in the room here tonight? Any Giant, New York Giants fans? Okay, cool. Anybody Patriots fans? Any Patriots fans? I know this one. I know yeah, my man. Okay. So anybody remember the 2008 Super Bowl? Remember that Super Bowl? David Tyree makes a <laughs> David Tyree makes a crazy catch, right? Eli Manning. So that was a very special Super Bowl for me, and I'll tell you why. When I was in youth group, I had a really big crush on this girl, and. Um, so we were, I was talking to this girl, and we were emailing back and forth, because that, that's what we were doing. And I was kind of confused why we were emailing back and forth, because I was like, there's instant message, there's AIM. Anyone know what AIM is, instant message? Like, the, and I realize now I know why that she wanted to email me, but that's a whole other conversation. But um, anyway, so she was emailing me, we are emailing back and forth, and she said this. She was a Jets fan. And so she, for some reason, yeah, she, for some reason, hated the Giants so much that she rooted for the Patriots in that Super Bowl. I don't get it. And she was like, hey, listen, if the Giants win the Super Bowl, I'll give you a kiss. This is my first kiss we're talking about. So, <laughs> so I'm freaking out. I'm 12 years old, 12 years old. I'm freaking out. I'm like, yo. This is crazy. I mean, I mean, like, I was praying to God, like, God, please let the Giants. And so, and it, it didn't look like the Giants were going to win, but you know what happens. The Giants won the Super Bowl. And wa throughout watching that Super Bowl game, my entire body was, like, so anxious. I was so, like, freaking out. I was like, come on, man. Come on. The Giants need to pull this through. And so, you know, I go crazy. I'm, like, freaking out. I'm calling all my friends. I'm like, dude, dude, she's going to kiss me. This is going to be the best experience of my life. And then youth group came. It was a Wednesday night, wearing my nice clothes, you know, got my hair, fixing my hair up real nice, just so excited, so nervous, you know, that feeling you get in your stomach. And so I see her pull up, the car pull up. She walks out. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's hot. As I, like, she is so gorgeous. And then I see somebody else come out. And I'm like, wait, who's that? And it's like, it's a, it's a guy. And I'm like, she starts holding her, his hand. I'm like, I know she ain't that close with her brother. And so she walks in, and she's showing everybody around. It's like, hey, this is my boyfriend. And this is my heart <laughs> was broken into a million different pieces. Stopped on my first kiss, my opportunity of a lifetime ruined. And so, uh, so listen, listen, the reason why I bring that story up is because when I was watching that game, I was freaking out. I was so, so freaking out and worrying. And I want to talk about something tonight that I think a lot of us struggle. And it's a term, it's a word that gets thrown out a lot today. It's this word called anxiety. And, and if some of you guys who struggle with anxiety on a day-to-day -day basis, you know what it feels like. You know what it feels like to get these anxiety attacks. It just feels like your entire body is infected. Just like I was affected watching the Super Bowl, the 2008 Super Bowl, my entire body was freaking out watching it. Anxiety, what anxiety does, it affects your entire body. It gets you focusing on the what-ifs. Your mind starts racing. Anxiety loves to what? Choke you out, right? Choke you out into fear doubt, loves to drown you in what-ifs, you start freaking out over the littlest things, you worry, you constantly, your mind's racing, and it affects your entire body. You get these feelings in your chest, right, that you just, you just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's why today I want to talk about this thing called anxiety, because today, and this is why I call this message the war for peace, because today it's like, feels like there's a war going on just to have some peace in life, right? Like we live in such a, 
society that just is not, that is so anxious, and peace is just so, like a foreign word to us, right? Some of you guys, it just is so hard on a daily, daily basis to have this peace, and you struggle constantly. We're in a society right now that always compares, is always trying to get better, is always trying to impress to be liked, and you do everything you can to get liked back, and you, and you want to focus all the attention on yourself. We just live in this society that grows and grows and goes farther and farther away from peace. And so there's this literal war going on just to have peace. And here's the problem, and this is why I want to talk about it. Because what you were made to do, what you're here and why you're here, and maybe you do know this, or maybe you don't know this, I don't know, but what you're here for is you want to um, know God and make him known and enjoy him. That's why you're here. That's why you're here on this earth is to know God, make him known, and enjoy him. That, there's, that all things are created by him and for him, and, and all, there's pleasure at his right hand forevermore. And being near to God is for our good. And if you're honest with yourself tonight, that you probably don't struggle, um, that you struggle with this on a daily basis. That you don't experience enjoying God. You don't experience knowing God on a daily basis. And that peace is something that you struggle with to fight for. It's a daily war. And, and do you, I'm asking the question, do you need peace tonight? Do you need genuine peace that we just sung about that just overwhelms your soul? For the last eight months of my life, I've struggled with anxiety and depression like I've never experienced in my entire life. Like, I constantly, for the last eight months, always thoughts are always negative. My mind's always racing. The last eight months of my life, it's just, it, I just want to shut off the thoughts and shut off my mind and, and just stop because I'm just always racing and my thoughts are always negative and I feel very, very inadequate to do what God's called me to do. And, and I'm freaking out. On a daily basis, and it, these attacks come out of nowhere. I feel I have these feelings in my chest, like, and I just can't see the end of the light at the end of the tunnel. And and what I learned recently, what an anxiety disorder is, is that when when you struggle with an anxiety disorder, it's something that it changes your behavior. And you do the normal things, you do whatever you do in life, and what anxiety does and anxiety disorder is, it changes your daily behavior. And I, and I experienced that over the last eight months where I don't want to go out with friends because of this anxiety. I don't want to do things that I normally love to do because anxiety is choking me out. And so I don't know what you are going through, but I know for me personally, that peace is a foreign word. And, um, and I think tonight, I want us to see how good our God is, and that because here's the deal, what's at stake here tonight is I really do believe this, that anxiety, what it cripples and what it chokes out is your full potential in Christ to be all that God's called you to be. It's either you get tied down to the anxieties of this world, or you do, and you live out what God has called you. This is the war that maybe some of you are fighting every single day. And so to give us hope here tonight, I want us to go through a very famous passage 
that maybe some of you guys know, maybe some of you guys have it memorized because you've been going to church, you kind of know it being taught. But man, this, I'm so glad. Like the last two weeks studying this message, I've just realized that there's so much truth in what, um, the, what, this, um, what Paul has to say. And so we're going to turn into Philippians 4. And I want you guys to read this along and the verses are going to be on the screens. But I think tonight we're going to see real, true, genuine hope for this war that we are constantly struggling with. And so just to give you some context, the guy that is writing this text, his name is Paul. And he, and he, I love this guy because he's a real guy. He struggled. In a lot of writings, he, you just hear him say things like, I want to do these things, and I don't do them, and I do this thing, and I don't actually want to do that. He, he, he's a real guy, and he wrote majority of the New Testament. And so he's writing to this church, and, he's, and I think he gives some really powerful keys to fighting this war, to winning this war, and to shutting off anxiety and fully living in peace. So turn to Philippians 4, 6, and it just says this. Paul starts off and says this. He says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. That there is nothing. So Paul's saying this, hey, you want to win this war? That Paul is saying that there's nothing in this world. There's nothing, there's no situation. There's no thing, nothing that can, you should be worried about. And here's what anxiety does. Anxiety loves, loves, loves to change our behavior, loves to cripple us, and loves to make us do things, right? Anxiety, like if you have anxiety about your grades and you start freaking out about your grades, you start to what? Cheat. If you have anxiety about dating and, and dating somebody, you just start to compromise. If you have anxiety about being liked, you act like an idiot at parties and do stupid things because you want to be liked. That's what anxiety does. If, anxi if you have anxiety of how you, of self-image, you're going to do things that you're going to regret, and your mind is always negative. Anxiety, but what Paul is saying is, he's saying, don't worry about anything. There is no thing, as a follower of Jesus, that there is no thing that you should be worried about, ever. And he's saying this to a group of people at this time, where the world around that church was very anxious. Like, these people were just always freaking out, always saying, and he's like, hey, you as followers of Jesus, you as a church, don't you don't, you could be set apart and you don't have to worry about anything. And I love how it says, don't worry about anything. Like it has this thing that we don't have to, that we have the ability as Christians not to worry about anything because there's no situation at home, at school, with your friends, late at night, there's nothing to worry about. Isn't that great? But the problem is that's not always the case, right? We start to worry. We start to Anxiety comes and still attacks us, right? And so Paul goes on and says this. He says, instead, okay, when this happens, when you get anxiety, instead, what do you do? You pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So when anxiety attacks, what do you do? You pray about everything. Every situation Every little thing, every little situation that happens, you pray about. If it's little, it might be a little stupid thing. It might be something you're making up in your head. I don't know. But every situation, big things, little things, you pray to God. You kind of like, you just dump it on God. You tell God what you need. Every situation. And I, and I, um, I love, like, 
I love this because it's like, oh, that's the church answer, right? Oh, just pray about it. You know, oh, pray about it. You know what? Like, before you knock this theory of just praying about things and, get, and just like that, um, how about, how's your theory going? How, how's your situation going? Because what do you do when anxiety comes? Do you just stuff it down? Like, does that work? No. We, we, you're, then you're just going to outlash people and you're going to go crazy. And, and the, the, It's so funny how science and is just catching up to what the Bible said years ago. Like, um, leading scientists who are studying with anxiety and depression say two things that will help when you're got anxiety is meditation and being grateful. That's what Paul writes in that verse. And um, so whatever, whatever gives you worry, you just let God know about it. Whatever gives you worry, whatever freaks you out, big or small, let God know about it. And I love how it says, thank him for all that he's done. Like, thank him. Being grateful. Um, when you, when you, what anxiety does a lot of times is it just really focuses on the self. Like, anxiety loves to focus in and narrow in on yourself and what you think about. And it's all about you. But I love that Paul writes it. It just has this. When you get worried, when anxiety comes, have a position of gratitude. Because gr- when you are grateful, you have this position where, like, okay, I'm not focusing on my things, but I'm just going to be thankful for what all God has done. And so what he's saying is, as Christians, when anxiety comes, you should be like, hey, God, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't, know, I don't get this, but, God, I'm going to thank you for everything that you've done. And so... Maybe some of you guys in this room just feel like God has just abandoned you, that you just feel like God hasn't done anything for you. You know what the truth is tonight? God has done so much. He sent his one and only son to get on a cross that, that he did that for you. And we say this all the time here, that if him getting on a cross and dying for your sins, rising back from the dead, is more than enough. So if you don't feel like you can be grateful towards God, you always have the cross. Jesus had anxiety and suffered anxiety, so you didn't have to. Before he got on the cross, he was freaking out. He was sweating blood, the Bible says. And yet, he still got on the cross for you. Paid a death for you, for your sin, and rose back from the dead. So that you don't have to struggle with anxiety anymore. So you have everything to be grateful for. And when you know when things seem like this situation that God's not being faithful or just God seems distant, you can know that God is faithful and have this gratitude towards him. So I love how Paul says that, that to, hey, just tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So whatever here is going to be on the screen, whatever gives you worry, let God know about it. Let God know about it. And so moving on, he goes and says this. He says, then... Then, once you do all that, once you tell him what you need, once you have this position of gratitude, he says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything, anything we can understand. And so there will be times in your life where things just don't make sense, where there'll be situations in your life that are just so crazy and you feel like you can't get it through, but God's peace is something that we just can't understand and, it'll, and you will experience it and it will get you through seasons. It will be an anchor for your soul 
And it just, it doesn't make sense. This, and I look back and I'm like, God, like, hey, like, over the last eight months, like, I feel like I didn't, you know, experience this. Like, I feel like I didn't experience this. And when I was honest with God, I just kind of nudged in my heart and he said, like, hey, there's times in your life where you should have freaked out, where you should have, the worry and anxiety overwhelmed your soul, but I got you through it. And my peace was there to get you through it. And so, guys, it's something, God's peace, that we just can't understand. And, like, to be honest with you, like, I'm being real, like, last eight months, I, I've been going to God. Whenever I feel anxiety or whenever I'm getting worried, I would go to God. And I'd be like, God, I, you know, I'll do everything that the Bible says. And sometimes, I, I, I don't know, maybe I was chasing a feeling. I don't know what I was doing. But I would be like, God, this isn't working. And because this is what I realized I was doing is that some of us want just a quick fix, right? Some of us want just peace to get you through. So, so this is how we treat God sometimes. We treat God like we're walking, and he's giving out peace, and then we get the peace, put it in our pocket, and then just walk away. We just go, oh, I need peace, Jesus. Go get a pocket, walk away. Oh, I need more peace. I'm freaking out. Thanks, Jesus. All right, come on. We're going. A lot of us want this quick, and, and what I've learned, and what I've experienced is that Jesus' peace isn't this drug. Like, he's not, it's just not this medicine. It's not like you can just put it in a formula and figure it out, and it's not just this quick fix. And what I've realized, and this, is, this has been, like, changing, like, I'm being honest, this has changed my life and my circumstances over the last two weeks as I was studying this passage, is because, hey, this next thing that Paul says is that this, is that his peace, you want his peace? His peace will guard your heart and minds as you what? Live in Christ Jesus. So do you need peace here tonight? He says, as you live in Christ Jesus, as you walk in Christ Jesus, as you have a relationship with Christ Jesus, then his peace will guard your heart. Because some of you guys are doing this thing, going, getting your peace. But what he wants from you, you want to experience true peace here tonight, is you walk with him, is you abide in him, as you have a relationship with your heavenly father. Some of you guys go to God like he's a doctor with medicine, but you really need him like a father, walking through your daily life. And when things get crazy, he's right there. You're holding him. You're walking. Because as you live in Christ Jesus, as you walk with him, as you have a relationship with him, it's this moment by moment depends, and this is what I'm talking about when it comes to on a day-to-day basis, we don't really, we don't really see God's peace. is because we treat God like, okay, he's over here, and I only go to him when I need, but what he wants is he wants to walk with you and have a relationship with you. This moment by moment dependency on Jesus to get you through whatever season, to get you through whatever situation. So Paul is saying, hey, look, his peace then, once you walk with Jesus, will guard your heart. Some of you guys are so emotional, and when anxiety comes, you just lash out. You lash out at your parents. You lash out with your siblings because you're just, anxiety comes into your heart. But his peace will guard your heart and mind. And his peace will, because we just love to overthink. We love to dive into, you know, we just overthink and overthink some more. But his Peace will guard your mind as you live, as you abide, as you walk with Christ Jesus. This thing is a relationship of a moment-by-moment dependency on him. And so th- that's how you do it. And so then how do you keep winning this war? 
It's like, okay, like, if I want peace, I got to walk with him. I don't go to him like a doctor. I don't go to him like he's something to get a, a thing from, but I walk with him. I have a relationship with him. So they keep winning the war. Paul goes on and says this, and he says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. This is the thing that you're going to keep doing. You're going to keep doing for you to win this war. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. He says, fix your thoughts. Fix. And I love that term, fix, because I just think like, okay, as you live in Christ Jesus, everything is going to be splendid, and everything, my thoughts are going to be amazing, and I'm just going to think happy thoughts all day long. And But I realize what Paul is saying is like, no, you have to fix them. So they're going to get broken. We are broken people trying to do this thing called life, and we're going to have to fix our thoughts. So he doesn't say like, hey, you just fix it one time, it's going to go, and it's going to go away, and everything will be fine. No, it says, it's just a term of just continually fixing your thoughts. So you take every thought captive, which Joey always preaches about, and, and you take that thought captive, and you make it obedient to Christ. You say, hey, you just look at, look at what worry spews out at you, and then look at what this list is. Worry, anxiety spews out just confusion and um, hate, uh, just doubt, all these things. But what, is your, uh, what does the Holy Spirit want you f- to think of? Things that are true, things that are honorable, right, pure, and lovely, and admirable. So you are going to have to fix your thoughts, taking those thoughts captive. When worry strikes, when anxiety strikes, you go to God, and you're like, hey, I need you. I need to fix my thoughts because these aren't thoughts that are pleasing to you and right with you. And then he goes on and says this, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. He says, keep putting into practice. So there's this idea that we just got to, if you want to live in Christ Jesus, if you want to experience peace on a daily day basis, you continually fix your thoughts on him. You continue to walk with him. And then what does he say? And then the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. Do you, do you need peace tonight? Is that something that you are desperately searching for in this life? Because what Paul is saying, he's saying, hey, look, you as a, as you as a child of God, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about anything. There's no thing, no situation that God isn't in control of, that God's not sovereign over, that God doesn't have the authority over There's nothing that you should worry about. And it might seem like it's a good idea to worry, but what does worry do? Worry doesn't add a single hour into your life. So you don't have to worry about it. But when anxiety strikes, just dump it onto God. Tell God what you need. And have a position of gratitude, thankfulness of what all he has done. Because gratitude just chokes out anxiety. And then God, then the peace of God will come in won't make any sense. Will give you peace, and it will guard your heart. And it will guard your heart and mind as you walk with Christ Jesus. As you continue to fix your thoughts, because your mind is broken. But as you fix your thoughts, you renew your mind, and just keep putting that into practice. Having 
the peace that passes all understanding is not something that we can just grab and go on our way. His peace that overwhelms the soul, he wants to do that with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to be there with you. And I believe this with all my heart, that when you take God's word seriously, it will bring life. And Jesus tells this story in Luke chapter 8, where he kind of compares God's word to a seed. And he says, when the seed's planted, and when you water it and you take care of it, it will grow life and it will be abundant and it will grow fruit. But then there's things in this life like worry and anxiety that will come in and, and snatch it and come in and choke it out and stop the growth. There is a real war for your soul and there's a real war out there for your peace and all that God has called you to be and all that God has been seized potential in you and wants to carry you through. And that anxiety, those fears that you struggle with on a daily basis will not let you go through that and will choke it out. So this is serious. But the, the amazing thing is, is that as you walk in Christ Jesus, as you abide in him, as you have relationship with him, Jesus brings peace to your anxiety. Jesus brings peace to your anxiety. It's not a feeling. It's not a person. It's not a thing. It's, it's Jesus bringing peace to your anxiety and making you walk the storm that you're living in, making you walk the chaos it might seem like. And I love this because Jesus, with, with this whole thing of you just having a peace that passes all understanding, I really do believe this here tonight, that it's not just for you. It's not just for you. And let me explain. Um, y'all remember Tusk a couple months ago. Um, that was in the middle, like I said, it was about like what, five, six months ago. Um, it was in the middle of the worst anxiety I've ever experienced. And, like, I'll be straight up honest with you. I was not, like, mentally, emotionally okay during that trip. Like, I just wasn't. Um, and so I, I was, like, trying to figure this thing out and really just doubting God that he actually does give peace. And I, I knew all the Bible verses. I, I know that scripture, but it just seems so distant. And... um. It was a night session that that changed a lot for me, and in that um, it was a time when all the le- uh, sorry all the leaders yeah all the leaders were up front, and the kids were praying for the leaders, and just um, my brother, he was playing drums. He came from behind the, the drum set. If you don't know, who my brother is it's a guy who peed in my socks. Apparently, he um, he came comes up. And he just, first thing he says is like, God, I pray over peace over Anthony right now. And that was the first moment that in, in like months, in months, that I experienced true peace. And I, I really do believe this, that God doesn't want us to be peaceful just so that we can just be okay with ourselves. But as we walk in this life and as we de- live in community, as, we, as a youth group, he wants us to be peaceful so that we can give peace to other people and be a blessing to other people. 
that this thing is not just about you, it's about other people. And I really do, I'm so crazy enough to believe that God can break chains tonight, break chains of anxiety, give you guys peace so that you can now go into an anxious generation, an anxious world, and give peace and be a beacon of hope and a beacon of peace to your friends and family and the people you deal with on a daily basis. And so this thing, that peace, and don't stop focusing on yourself because it's more than that. It's better than that. It's for people, for you could give to other people. And Jesus is the only source and supply that you can bring peace to are your anxiety, whatever anxiety you're going through, whatever situation. Jesus is the one that brings peace. So I want to call up the worship team now. And I love the song that we sung tonight. It says, and I just love the lyric, dare anxiety. Dare anxiety comes. When, when anxiety comes, I'll remember that peace is a promise that he keeps. Because Jesus brings peace to our anxiety. Jesus brings peace when it makes no sense. And it's a peace to a restless heart. It's a peace to a restless mind. And as we continue to walk in Christ Jesus, he will guard our hearts in minds and I believe this tonight that a lot of you or maybe some of you I don't know some of you guys are continually struggling with peace that peace is just like this foreign concept and I believe that tonight when you humbly become to Jesus and you stop going to God like he's a doctor and you stop going to God just to just to even get emotionally right but you want to come because you know he's your heavenly father and that he loves you and you just want to be a blessing to other people. I believe with all my heart that tonight, chains of anxiety, chains that have been maybe breaking you down and choking you out for years can be broken tonight. I'm not crazy. So in this time, in a little bit, I want, when we go into prayer, I want you, if that's you here tonight, I want you to go to God and be desperate. And if you, you are not a Christian or you don't consider yourself a Christian. And you talked about, we, we talked about a lot, right? But we talked about one thing that's so important, and I just want to say this, is that Jesus went on a cross for you, died a death in your place that you deserved because of your sin. And maybe you're looking for peace. Maybe you're looking for peace out, and, you know, doing drugs or, or drinking or partying. Maybe you're looking for peace and just other people trying to please other people. But I believe tonight that Jesus is calling your name and wants you to walk with him and have a relationship with him so you don't have to strive, that you don't have to suffer with anxiety anymore, that you can find your purpose and your meaning here tonight. And that's you. We're going to a time where you could talk to God, maybe for the first time, and surrender everything at his feet. So let's pray. Jesus, we need you, God. We need your peace that passes all understanding tonight. That, God, we're not looking for an emotion. We're looking for you, Jesus. We need you on the day-to-day basis as we walk with you. God, help us to fix our thoughts 
on what is true, what is lovable, what's honorable. God, we are sick and tired of our brokenness. We are sick and tired of our anxiety. We are sick and tired of not experiencing peace. So God, we humble ourselves at your feet. We need to experience your peace, God. And so if you are a child of God, if you have a relationship with Jesus, just and you experience this on a day-to-day basis, just bring forth everything that you struggle with, every anxiety, the anxiety to be liked, the anxiety uh, with your parents, the anxiety with your family, the anxiety with just school and figuring out your future or, or trying to impress this girl or God. I, I, just bring it at, your, at Jesus' feet here this And for those who are not, who don't believe any of this, I seriously believe that Jesus is calling out to you right now. And the best thing for you to do is respond, and then you'll walk with Jesus, and you'll experience purpose that you were designed and created for. But first, that comes with a humbling of the heart, realizing that you're a sinner before Jesus. But he loves you. And he experienced anxiety so you don't have to. So Jesus, we come before you. We lay everything at your feet, God. Pray all these things in Jesus' name.